Welcome to the Push Power to Power Show. Presented by Uraldi Media, a show where we interview entrepreneurs, business owners, startups, all the way to CEOs on their journey to success and what they learned along the way. The show is so informative, I just love it. Listen, my whole family loves it, man. Our goal is to power you up to the next level. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. The show starts with Jesus Ortiz right now. Let me go ahead and break it down. Below at the bottom, I thought I drowned. Surrounded by smiles, I had a friend. And we are live. Welcome once again to the Push Power to Power show. How is everybody doing today? Today, it's another blessed Friday. How did the week go so fast? Friday again. Man, this whole week being busy. I'm so excited about this weekend on Austin, being a, a, a special speaker for another motivational seminar that they're doing over there. So I'm very proud of that. And all of these little things that when you push, push and push and you kind of trying to give it up. And I'm like, nah, that's not me. That's when you start seeing those little diamonds and start seeing things that, you know, oh, man, you thought that they were not going to happen. Man, guess what? It's all happening to me. And the Geraldine Media thing is going to be Geraldine Media Network, LLC. A lot of little things is happening. I'm, I'm, I'm going to start pushing it in more with different projects that I'm already doing. And I'm just excited about it. But I'm excited today to have, have the founder of Clipscribe. And I own that software. I bought it last year and I never used it. And I said, man, I got to reach to him because now that I learned how to use it, I'm not fully extended, but I'm still learning. But Clipscribe, man, I'm telling you. It has so much power in it. Any uh, social media, you know, that you want to build, you can build it. LinkedIn, social media, subtitles. You can put your man. He's gonna explain it to you because I'm already excited because I was I was using it the whole morning. So <laughs> I'm so excited. But man, guys, hey, I hope you are ready. And before we even start, we're gonna hit our my intro. So hey, let's get it. You already know. Share, replay. I mean. <laughs> Watch the replay, any comments, any feedback, you already know. I'll answer them, put you here in, in the screen, and we're ready. Let's hit the intro. Power to Power Show, man, and I am ready to get you, Mr. Craig Lillard, the founder of Clay Scrap. Y'all ready, guys? If you got a notebook like I do or your phone, get ready to write some notes. You never know some value, a lot of value that he's going to push out there and write it. It might help you. And if it doesn't help you, you already know you can help somebody out there. All right, let's get it. Woo! Hey, hey. Hey, brother, man, I'm happy to have you here. And uh, like I was saying, man, I was just in the whole day, Cliff Christ. <laughs> so was I. So was I. <laughs> it, it's, it's addicted now that you know that you can do so many things, man. It's just, and the things that you're going to add is like just mind blowing, dude. 
It's like the hair club, but I'm I'm not only the founder, I'm also a client. So I use it all the time myself. And that's good because you're the one to build it. You're the one that ha you're still using it. So that's how people believe, you know, when you join something like, do you have it? Are you selling it? <laughs> and like, yeah. no. So why are you pushing it if you don't even have it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, most of the, 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 I started it just because I needed it, basically. I mean, it's kind of one of those perfect deals where, I was sitting there trying to make subtitled videos for social media and was typing out these subtitles myself and just thought, gosh, there's got to be an easier way to do this. And I had looked for that easier way several times and thought, how is there not an app like this yet? And there just never was. So that was when I started, you know, putting it together. And, uh, and then the first day I tested it, just the subtitle part, just the automatic creation of subtitles, and uh, and I just basically exported this layer of subtitles and stuck it on my video and in, in my editing software and pressed play and it played back perfectly. And I thought, holy smokes, this is crazy. Like it actually works. And and then I just started, you know, making it grow from there. So, but yeah, wow. I, I definitely started it out of my own need. I like everybody else. I started it from my garage. <laughs> computer <laughs> essentially um, yes right yep. that, that's just amazing though because that's how you know when you're an entrepreneur you're out there you're like man why is nobody has built it how about i just try to build it and see what happens <laughs> it, it's harder and harder these days because it seems like every idea has been thought of or executed upon um but there's still there's still stuff out there for sure, and there's new new stuff coming out and new technologies. So there's always new you know opportunities coming. Oh yeah, but we'll get into a little bit more about ClickScribe. But right now, I just want you to introduce yourself, who you are, where you came from, yep. where you where you from this planet, or you came from Mars <laughs> to Earth. <laughs> Pluto. Um, yeah, my name's Craig Lillard. Obviously, I am a I grew up in Florida. I was a native uh, Floridian growing up. My uh, my dad was a pilot for Pan Am Airways. I don't know if you remember Pan Am back in the day, but uh, yeah. he, he flew 747s. And so got to fly a lot when I was a kid, and that was a lot of fun. And uh, always into computers, you know. Had my first computer when I was 10 or whatever, and had to load load my programs and video games by cassette tape. I don't even know if you knew that we used to do that, but mm. you'd literally pop a cassette tape into your tape player and press play on it and then type load into your computer and it'd go, you know, like it used to do on AOL. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, always in, always into computers and, uh, and eventually came out to Texas and went to Baylor University and majored in in film and video, but didn't really have any plans of, of doing that. Actually, I was, I was going to go work with students uh, in a church, basically. That was kind of my goal was to work with teenagers. And ironically, the whole video thing, even though I didn't really plan on using that video stuff in college at all, kind of came around. And, and that was, I've had three companies that I've started since 2001 and all of them have been video related. So I guess that's, I guess I found my niche. Um, but I started my first business when I was working at this church 
And on the side, I started doing web development. And again, just always loved computers. So I started thinking, hey, you know, maybe I can uh, do this on the side, make a little extra extra money for my family. I was married at the time and starting to have some kids and uh, didn't, you know, working at this church, didn't have an enormous salary or anything. So I thought I could supplement it. And I met this guy who was doing the same thing. And he said, hey, I, I'm bartering websites for stuff. And he showed up one day, he had a Hummer. You know, the old, the, the, the first Hummers that came out were like these giant tanks, basically. And he shows up one day in a Hummer. And I'm thinking, what are you, where did you get this thing? It's just insane. And he said, I bartered for it. He said, I, I traded a one-year lease on it with this Hummer dealership. And I told them I would do their website if they'd give me a one-year lease on a Hummer. And I thought, man, that's insane, you know? Hmm. So he also did other stuff like this. Like he had an MG, one of those little MG cars, and he, he bartered to have it restored by this auto shop. You know, he'd do their website. And so that really changed a lot for me because, like I said, I was doing these websites on the side, but I found this nonprofit that I had done a website for, and I thought, I need a video camera because my second child was about to be born, and I didn't have a video camera. And I started thinking, how can I get a video camera? And then I started thinking, well, if I'm going to get one, how can I get like a really good one that I can use in my web design stuff? And so I just put this proposal together for this nonprofit. I said, look, if you guys will buy me all this equipment, then I'll make two professional level videos for you. And, and if you don't like them, I'll refund you the money. And in my head, you know, I'm thinking, I'm just going to keep making them until they like them, <laughs> you know? So uh, they agreed. It was like $8,000. Well, for all this, I know it was for me, it was insanity, right? <laughs> and they were like, okay, yeah. They signed off the sheet, sent me a check, and it was like Christmas in, in June. And I'm ordering the stuff that I could have never afforded. These, you know, this was right when what they right when uh what they call prosumer video cameras had just come out. So mm. you had the old style TV cameras that were like sixty thousand dollars. And then you had the really crappy, you know, Betamax camera that you bought for yourself or your family. And these prosumer cameras were like kind of in the middle of that. They were really high quality, but they were like two or $3,000. And so I got one of those and I got a computer, editing software, lights and microphones. And I made these guys their videos and they actually turned out good and they were very happy with them. So I didn't have, thankfully, I didn't have to refund them that money, but I had, <laughs> I had all that gear. And like I said, I was working at a church with students. And one of the things that you resources that I used was video material. Um, the best way I can describe it was like video illustrations, so short little creative videos that might illustrate a teaching point or a subject or whatever. And they were really not great quality. I mean, you know, uh, they were pretty mediocre and these were companies creating these videos and selling them. Like the, the church would sign up 
and and buy a subscription to this deal and get like at the time like four VHS tapes a year or something with these. They'd each have like five or six videos on them. And I thought I can do that. Like I've got all this gear. I can do that. And so I told my wife, I said, look, I'm gonna start making these videos. And we started doing like on the street interviews. And, and I found some people that had some interesting stories and we made these videos. And I put an ad in a magazine to sell this subscription that they're going to get four of these VH. I mean, I just copying what these other people had done and it, it just took off. So basically within like three months I had replaced my salary at the church and it was taking up a lot of my time. And of course the guy, my boss at the church was like, look, man, <laughs> you got, you got to pick one here. Cause obviously this is taking up a lot of your time. And he was also kind of like, yeah, this isn't going to work. He's trying to discourage me. You know, that typical thing when you're being entrepreneurial, there's always somebody who's going to tell you it's not going to work. And he had all these reasons. And I'm thinking it's already working. Like, I don't even know what you're talking about. So, yeah, I decided to go out on that and do that full time and, and basically launch this company. And 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 so it worked. And so we, uh, you know, resigned and ended up going into this business full time and constantly creating new video content and we eventually moved into dvds and and uh and had a whole bunch of you know churches that signed up for this thing for this subscription so i did that for about five or six years full time and at one point um it's a bit ironic when i had to pivot this thing because I had to pivot it because there were other companies that were launching these websites where typical crowdfunding deal, like any person who made a little creative video that would be relevant in the same context could upload that video and sell it through a marketplace. Mm. And all of a sudden, you know, these market, there's like a couple of them and they were coming to me saying, Hey, you know, you should put your stuff on, the marketplace. And I knew that that would just kill me basically. Like I knew that I knew what I was making without them. And I knew that this marketplace thing was just going to be the end of my business model. And I just remember one afternoon sitting in my office and just be like, I had my head in my hands. Like, Oh my gosh. Like, this is the beginning of the end of, of this. And I either had to compete with these guys or I had to uh, figure something else out. And so I did, I kind of shifted. I, I kind of started an online video membership, which nobody was doing anything like that back then. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I just put all my videos online and I said, look, you can sign up for a hundred bucks a year and you can access all that you want and everything new will go right into this membership. And that pushed things down the road a little bit, probably like a year and a half or two years. But I still knew that, that I had to figure something else out. So that's when I started a company called Revo Stock, which was um, – at the time, there was a company called iStock Photo. I don't know, you might be familiar with yes. them now, but yeah, typical, you know, one of these stock photo sites that are now enormous, but iStock Photo at that time had only been around for a couple of years and they had totally changed the industry 
Because before them, if you wanted to buy a stock photograph, you're going to pay $100, $500, $1,000 for one photo of whatever. And they crowdfunded the whole thing and said, look, anybody can come on and, and upload a photo and charge a dollar for it. And that's how they grew so fast. And that's how they basically, ironically, they, they put all these other, you know, photographers out of business, the one that were selling DVDs of photos, uh, they kind of put them out of business. And that's kind of what I did because I was, I wanted to be the first, uh, first company that sold stock video mm. in the same way that I stocked did photos. So that was my goal. And that's what Revo stock was all about. And uh, so I launched Revo Stock in 2006. Um, and I did Revo Stock for about 10 years. Uh, and, and that was a, a great company and a great ride. Um, and we branched out into other media. We had music and sound effects. And we, uh, and we, uh, I saw on your intro, it looked like you had a, used an After Effects template when you created your intro and we basically started that market the after effects template market i don't know if that, somebody did that for you or you did that yeah. yourself but i, I paid somebody um, to do that <laughs> yeah they that i'm i'm quite sure they used a template for after effects and and so we started that market and it went really well but um about six years into it and and if i'm going on too long interrupt definitely oh, interrupt good, me about six, <laughs> yeah, about six years into it, I was in bed with my wife on my laptop, and I got an email that said, uh, said you're being sued for uh. patent infringement, and and if you uh, and I'm an attorney, and if you need help, let me know. And so I'm looking at this email, just baffled by it because mm. I had no clue that I was being sued for anything. And I literally just Googled Revostock lawsuit and it came up the first, you know, first thing that came up was this lawsuit. And we were being sued for patent infringement by what's called, a, what I learned is called a patent troll. And they are companies that all they do is, is they gather patents, they buy patents, usually really vague software patents that they can use to sue whoever they want to. And, you know, they're expecting them to settle for whatever amount because they're they're not expecting them to go to court with it because it costs many millions of dollars to defend it. And so I was in trouble at that point. Mm. And, uh, you know, I was a I, I bootstrapped my first company, I bootstrapped my second company, I I did not have investors, never went that route. And so now I was facing Goliath you know, very much, you know, with just some stones and a, and a sling. And, and that started like, I don't know, seven or eight, just worst years of my life. Basically. Um, the first two years was just dealing with that lawsuit and watching my business take a turn downward and then go down, 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 and then a basically a miraculous event, this lawsuit got dismissed, um, which is a crazy story that I can't even tell now. But 
Oh yeah. It did it did huh? I'm like, that is nuts, man. Like being the first time, you know, being knowing that something can happen by yeah. suing. Like you know, now everybody's trying to sue somebody, like try to see if that's the name for you or yeah. nobody using that name. Yes. Yeah, like this thing, like I, I thought we would be sued for copyright infringement. I always thought that because people were uploading videos to our site. And I thought somebody's going to upload a video they don't own. And then, you know, mm. some TV channel is going to use it. And then somebody's going to complain. And I always thought that was going to happen, which that never happened. I never dreamed this patent troll, you know, patent thing would happen. So yeah, it was, it was completely out of left field and, and it was disastrous. It, it, like I said, even though it was dismissed at that point, so much damage had been done yeah. that I spent two more years trying to bounce back from that and we couldn't bounce back from it. And I just basically saw the, the handwriting on the wall and thought, this is not going to end well and started to have to plan for the worst possible scenario uh you know putting our house up for sale and really the timing of that worked like this on october 20th uh, or on october 27th 2015 we closed on our house and october 20th seven days earlier our website was shut down because I didn't, we couldn't afford to pay the hosting bill anymore. Mm. And so one morning I just went out and typed in, you know, revostock.com and a blank, you know, screen came up and I went in and told my wife, I said, well, that's it. It's over. And she looked at me and she said, you, you look more at peace now than I've seen you in like the last four years. And I don't know what my face must have looked like, but it must have looked like I, because <laughs> I'm thinking, man, I mean, uh, but I get it. I mean, I understood because it was finally over. And even though it was over and it was very ugly, uh, it was done with. And I felt like I had done everything I could, but, um, you know, it was a marketplace. So people sold, people bought. So it was not pretty, you know, when that imploded. So, Man. Seven days later, sold our house, moved into an apartment, and had to completely start over from ground zero, which in my entrepreneurial mind, I thought would be much easier <laughs> than it was, you know? It was much harder and and just, you know, was just scraping the bottom of the barrel for a bit there and started doing marketing and local local marketing for people, web development, stuff like that. And that kind of kept me going until I finally was able to, to start Clipscribe up. Man. So Clipscribe was mostly like um, when you started the whole software, you need, did you have to invest a lot on it? No, 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 no. Uh, very little actually. Um, and that's largely just my background, you know, I, I started yeah. with web development, but during those Revo stock years, I started to learn to really code yes. and, and I learned to code a lot around video because that's all we did. People uploaded videos. We had to encode the video, you know, so I learned a lot about that. So really I was like set up for this whole mm. clipscribe thing. I mean, I, I 
I knew how to do it pretty much, you know, right from there, which surprised me. I didn't, I thought it would be much harder than it was, but it actually ended up going pretty smoothly. I know, man, I can see it. And the more you get into it and the more you, like you say, you fixing it and uh, like Ken Wall selling you with this stuff and now you're going to add this stuff. That's good because yeah. you, that's what you do. You listen to your customers, your clients. And you're like, let me see what I can do. Since you already know coding and all that, I'm like, it's not hard for me. It's everything, man. Just listening to people, you know, being available to people. Um, for me, it's the number one thing. For me, it's the secret sauce for mm. competing. If you're going to go, because, you know, anytime you start a technology company, you always have to think that you're going to have competition, that you could have really devastating competition. And so then your choice is either I go, you know, the investment route and I compete at that level, which, you know, so many people will tell you never do that. You know, don't do that. Don't do it. Don't do it. And there's a number of reasons not to do it, but there's a number of reasons to do it as well. And typically those that go that route, they grow at light speed. So I think the way to battle that is to do something that those those companies can't do, which is be personal. Be the face of the company, interact with your customers as much as you can and make your company, you know, very personal. In fact, that this guy told me the other day, he said, hey, hey, your homepage, it looks more like a landing page for an author or, um, you know, somebody selling a course. And I said, yeah, that it that's because it has me on there. And I I'm doing that on purpose because I mm -hmm. want people to know that I'm available to them. This isn't a, a faceless corporation where they're going to send an email and never get a response. Uh, you know, it's it's very personal. And I greatly, you know, care about the people that sign up and am available to help them. Dude, I saw that 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 time when I sent you that email, that email and like I couldn't refresh it to do it. You automatically answer and then try it and fix it. And it was fixed. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's that how it goes. And that's, you know, I mean, it, obviously it can't be that way forever. Yeah. But as long as it can, I'm perfectly happy with that. And you know the good news is I don't get, I don't get much of of the, that kind of thing, which is a testament to the software. You know it, it seems to work pretty well, <laughs> so and that's it, good. You know, how but did you if, came up with the name? Oh man, you just asked a great question. Um, I totally forgot about that. So it originally was called Clip Titles. Mm. So subtitles video clips okay that was it right and i'm really like some people are like eh, who cares about a name you know it doesn't matter i'm not like that like i gotta have a name that i'm comfortable with and i'm he's behind you <laughs> exactly you know so um so what happened was i started running facebook ads and facebook shut me down and mm. they said that it was because my ad had adult content in it um, or my landing page had adult content. And so I'm like, what the heck? Like, no, it doesn't. And, it, you know, the funny thing is, is that we came 
we were still, I mean, even up to the point that I started club titles, we were still financially pretty strapped and we had, we had taken a bit of a risk to run even like some more Facebook ads. And it was the day that we started those set of ads up that they shut me down for this adult content. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, you know, this, we need these ads to work and to run. And so I went through this back and forth with Facebook for almost a week and a half. They, they would turn it back on and it would get shut down. They would turn it back on and it would get shut down. Eventually they blocked my whole business account. And I, I ended up, I had a hunch of what it might be, but I ended up finding this guy who used to work at Facebook. He's just a kid, really. He just, he's just still in college and uh, and he found me somehow and he was like, hey, I can help you with this. And we got into a Slack chat and he said, he said, it's the name. He said, it's clip titles. And it's because it has T-I-T in it. Uh, my <laughs> Which God. I, I had a hunch that's what it was. Like, even when I came up with the name, I was thinking, I could see this possibly being a problem but I like the name too much and I'm just going to go for it. So I should have listened to my intuition, but he said, yeah, this is never going to get fixed. So your only choice is to rebrand basically. Mm. And I'm just like, you've got to be kidding me. So uh, I, he actually helped me get to talk to somebody at Facebook, which is usually impossible on the phone. And That's true. <laughs> she, she, yeah, exactly. She basically said the same thing. Like she was like, yeah, I mean, we can unban it, but the computer's just going to keep banning it. And and that's sat, crazy. Right? It's crazy. Like, how do you not have an exception that you can put in and be like, okay, press a button. Okay, this guy, don't ban him for this anymore. I mean, it just seems like really basic to do that. But no, they don't have that exception in there. So I had to come up with a whole new name in like a day or two. And yeah, I just started crunching on it, man. I mean, I have a lot of different ways that I come up with names. Um, use a thesaurus. There's a website called, I think it's called like Panabee or something that'll come up with a bunch of names for you. And somehow, yeah, I mean, Clipscribe, I had a bunch of other names, but I don't even know how I came up with it, but I liked it better than Clip Titles. And it's the only two syllable domain name I think I've ever owned. So it ended up probably working out much better in the end, uh, even though that Facebook stuff was was rather frustrating. I know that happened to me, too. Like at the beginning, I don't know what video I was trying to do in that. And after a while, they they shut me down to my account. I was like, what the? I'm like, yeah, I had to send so many emails. I, I didn't even get a phone call like you did, man, until somehow it took about three weeks. And then they they unbanned it and I never knew what it was. So. I never had yeah. an intuition, so I was like, I know. I mean, what do they want me to change how I talk or what? The, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what's up with this? When I'm like, I'm doing interviews. It was like a little interview that I wanted to, like, yeah. Before even I had clip scrap, you know, a little mini two minute video, and they, I was like, ban it out. Like, was maybe it could have been one of the names or something that I said. It could, man. It could be something crazy like that, you know. Like one lady, I was had asked me about it. And she was running Facebook ads, but on her Instagram account, she had a picture where she was wearing a shirt that said like SH 
exclamation point T on it or something like that. She wasn't even running Instagram ads, but because that Instagram account was linked in, they did the same thing to her. And I was like, yeah, you got to get rid of that. Like that ain't going to work. So it's crazy. I mean, that's something that they got to work. I mean, they know they can. I, I don't they, doubt. They don't I, don't, do it. I don't think it's going to happen, but I do no. agree. Next time when I have Mark, when I have Mark Zuckerberg here, I'll, I'll ask him. <laughs> ask him, dude. That's like saying when I get to heaven, I'm going to ask God something. Like, good luck with that. <laughs> right, and I get Mark, I'll, be, I'll ask him, okay? I'll be dead and gone by the time you have that conversation. <laughs> that would be crazy, yeah. He's not even, you know, untouchable. I mean, I think I'll probably get more of a, like an Elon Musk, even though yeah. he's out there, but... He's more of a – he talks to everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got to love Elon. Yep. He's a cool guy. I like Elon. Yeah, man. Even Joe Rogan, I like him too. Mm-hmm. Even though a lot of people yeah. don't like him, but I like Joe Rogan. Oh, I love Joe Rogan too. I wish, I, I wish like this Sat this weekend that I'm going to be over there in Austin, somehow, some way the universe <laughs> Top and you know, in a little bar where I'm at, right there. Right <laughs> there's Joe Rogan right beside yeah. you. Picture man, hey, I'm a podcast <laughs> like you, and then we make something happen. That, oh man, that would be just amazing. I would be like, like, oh man, it could happen, dude. You yeah, never man. know. You never you know. Never I know. Think people never underestimate the knowledge and your power and the manifest manifestation because it can happen. Man, we used to drive through Little Rock a lot, my my wife and I, and I had a friend from high school that lived there. And I always thought, I always thought, what if we were in a restaurant and my friend from high school was there too? Wouldn't that be funny? Like every time we go through this area that was kind of near where she lived, and one day we're sitting in the restaurant and I hear Craig Lillard, and I look and she's literally right here, like three feet away from me, sitting there with her family. So You're <laughs> it like, can well, happen, I, I guess. <laughs> Maybe and, Joe Rogan will be there. And it has been happening right now, like doing these things for, for the young and the young preneurs and the key preneurs that I'm doing right now in the project. Like the one last thing I went with them and I was like, I ate at home and I was like, man, I'm hoping that when we finish this in my mind, right? Yeah. We can go out to not eat, but get some dessert. And yeah. then happened, dude, like the little kids <laughs> took me out there like, hey, have you eaten Tutti Frutti? And I was like, I never had that before. I'm like, what yeah. is that? Yogurt. Man, they took me there, and I love that place down that first time I went. That's awesome. I'm like, that's, that's cool. But I had it, and I told their dad and their mom, I was like, I, was like, I hope we go and look. It happened. I was like, dude, that's crazy. That's cool. That's <laughs> but in cool. my mind, it wasn't yogurt. In my mind, it was like a Hershey chocolate with ice cream on top. <laughs> they were watching out for you. Yeah, so they gave me some good yogurt, and the yogurt is really good, man. <laughs> now I have a close one here in Houston, so I'm like, I'm going to go stop by again. <laughs> and those are good. I hear you. I hear you. Oh, yeah. But, man, this is the, the story itself, you know, from the beginning all the way to, you know, coming in there. And, and, and like, I hope everybody that is listening is like, it's a struggle. It's like you said, you started, you thought it was going to be easy to just run it again. It's not. It's like scratch, and you got to scratch and scratch again. It's like it's tough, but when you know you've been doing it for years, you know, it's like there's always a way out, but it, it's just that push. There it. is, and 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 I think what I mean, I've learned so much through this, um, but, you know, people talk about how your limitations are in your mind, you know, and 
there are some people that say, hey, I want to make $1,000, you know, a month or whatever, extra money. And some people say, I want to make a million dollars a month, you know, for my business. Um, you, you are capable of so much more than you realize. And I've seen that every business I've started, like if I started the first one and let's say, you know, I made $30,000 a year, which was amazing for me because it replaced my job. Mm-hmm. And then my second business, you know, let's just say I was able to make $200,000 a year or something like that. You know, you, then when you start another one, you're like, well, I got to get to this point because that's where I was before. And you start to realize like it really is, you limit yourself so much. And that's one of the things I've been trying to think about a lot. Like, how am I limiting myself? How am I satisfied with something just because I've got a limit in my head of that's as far as I could or should go? And how can I hack that? to try to make that base limit or whatever that I have actually much higher than what it is. So that's one thing that I learned through all this and I'm trying to, to kind of work through. But that's the best thing, you know, and, and that it gives you time for you to spend more time with your family, your daughters or your kids, you know, then I'm not batching that it's nothing wrong with working for somebody because I've been there. But when you create something that you just know that you were creating before and it didn't work business after business, you're like, man, yeah. it's like I heard this from a friend that I just recently met. Uh, he's a he has a not a car dealership, a mechanic. And uh, we're doing a podcast with him now every Wednesday. And he told me, you know why I'm happy? He's like when everybody comes here and brings me the car because he creates the car, takes out the parts and the motors. Mm. And uh, that's different than, than fixing, you know, oil change, you know. Yeah. And he's like, dude, I always tell the, the the clients, thank you, because you bringing your car here, it keeps me, it's giving me more time to spend time with my son. Oh, wow. Man, awesome. that, dude, that right there. And his son works with him because yeah. the, the son decided, he told him, he, he said, you want to go to college? No. Trade school? No. So what do you want to do? He's like, I want to build cars just like you, dad. And, wow. uh, and and he's like, he told me, dude, it took me so many years to learn and take the cars out and do this. And it took him a one year and a half. That's because wow. you were the expert. You taught your son. Yep. He liked it, that passion too. So guess what? He was going to become better than you. <laughs> that's awesome. That's so cool, man. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely a perk. I, I have worked at home pretty much the last 20 years. I've I've worked at home. And so, yeah, that's a big thing for me, being around my family, having flexibility. I mean, freedom is the, yes, that, that, that's the thing. The freedom is, it's not real. It's not about the money. It's about the freedom and, and being able to kind of, you know, create your own world rather than having somebody else, you know, kind of create it for you. Yeah. And I always tell people, you know, because they see me here and there, I say, man, I'm not, you know, rich or anything, but Hey, at least I paid all my bills and I have somewhere to eat, somewhere to sleep, and I can do the next month again. Either I scale up or either it just shakes. Yes. That's what that's the biggest, that's the biggest thing is that you have control. If you need more money, you can cr- be creative and come up with a way to bring in more money that month, you know? So being, I mean, that 
that creates a roller coaster ride at times. And so that's kind of the negative side of it. But, you know, that versus a fixed income where you that's it. And so if something happens and you need more money that month or whatever, then it won't happen. you're kind of stuck. You know, you're going to have to do a credit card or something like that. So, yeah, to me, that is another one of the really benefits. Oh, to yeah. And, and collaborate your own business. Collaborate with somebody, somebody yeah. that has something that you don't. You can create something with them. Everybody wins. Use somebody's le leverage your work with somebody else. There's so many ways that that you can win, 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 win. You know. Yep. Without a doubt. Without that's when I started seeing. I said, Oh man, that's what I'm doing right now, man. I'm collaborating with all like motivational speakers and all of this, and that's they're putting me out there, and I'm like so thankful, and I'm like, man, I'm here for you now, man. Anything, count on me because. You're helping me, and that to me is just out of your heart, and, and yes, and that's power right there, man. And I don't want to be like not doing anything for you when you're doing something for me, and we barely know each other. <laughs> People want to help, man. Um, when my when my when my Revo stock company was going down, I had reached out to a guy who's he's the head of a pretty big, you know, forty million dollar company. He and I had kind of become friends. We were going to kind of possibly do some kind of a deal together. And then I reached out to him one day and I said, look, man, I'm in trouble. You know, this, I got this lawsuit. And he was telling me about how his first company busted during the, the web, you know, the dot-com bubble. And he was in like $2 million. Uh, he owed $2 million to investors. And that guy wrote me a check for over $10,000 he barely even knew me. He was like, Hey man, I'm gonna send you this money just to help you out. You know, don't worry. You pay it back whenever you can. Don't worry about it. People want to help. You know, that was another thing that I learned was that, you know, people are afraid to ask for help, but there are people that want to help. You know, they're in a position where they've probably been where you were at one point, And now that they have the joy of helping you know, because they were helped when they were in that position. So I think a lot of people need to know that. And if you're trying to get somewhere, ask, ask. you know, that's, that's the first thing of this year. When, when 2021, I don't like resolutions and none of that. I just keep on pushing because you make a resolution, you never make it. Happen. Yeah. So I'm like, man, this year is the year of asking for help. Hmm. Because sometimes I was afraid. I was like, man, because I was already thinking, what if he says, no, I'm crazy. Yeah. Oh, you know, stop that, get a job. And when I started this year asking for help, they were sitting like, dude, some of them were like, why didn't you ask me like two months ago? Yeah. I was like, I'm like sitting yeah. down there looking at their eyes. I'm like, because I thought that, you know, I don't know. I wasn't afraid to ask. Yeah. But it was just the answer. Like, no, man. Yeah. You know why I'm, I'm willing to help you? Because I see the work ethic. When you come in and out, leave, come out. Sometimes you hear 13, 14 hours. And you always have a lot of energy, full of passion. And I'm like, how? I'm not going to help somebody that is actually pushing, not being lazy, you know? I'm yeah. like, <laughs> yep. And I'm like, oh, man, thank you. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> and that's what, I, that's what everybody sees me. They're like, man, you got that work ethic. You're like a funny character. Like everybody that I've meeting me, they're like, you just got that character, like from a cartoon, you know, you just got that <laughs> And I was like, man, I laughed. And I was like, man, you know, you're, you're like the fifth person that told me that. <laughs> That's awesome. You know I what? can see that. I can it, see that. Look, look, 
what was it two days ago one of my friends in minnesota called me he's like dude i'm having a meeting with a big company that they do cartoons that they can create your whole podcast as a cartoon and he told me today is the meeting he said on friday when i go to the meeting i'm gonna pitch you out so they can do all your work because i know them they can create a podcast as you as a cartoon dude i was like the manifest while we're talking about manifesting and five people telling me i'm like a cartoon thing then he comes in two days ago yeah. and that. i'm like that energy like it has to happen that's crazy wow I'm, I'm gonna wait for that answer he told me i have an answer for you monday i'm like even if it's yes or no you being in in a meeting with somebody and mentioning my name dude and yeah so what that to me that's it you know that's yeah i'm grateful for that yes he's thinking about you he's he's yeah. he's putting you out there so yeah it's awesome and i love that dude that's what i've been doing with you with clitchcraft man people are like i show i'll bring them in here like this is Chris Craft. this is what i've been doing because they asked me how do you do the subtitles? I'm, oh yeah, I use script. I appreciate cool. it, man. I mean, of course I appreciate it. Especially um, that you can use it on your phone too, dude. That's just freaking, I don't do it in my phone. Yeah. I like doing it in the computer, bigger. <laughs> I do too. I'm, I mean, you can, it is definitely made to work on mobile, but yeah, I agree with you. I think it's easier to do it on on a laptop or desktop. Video, video for me has always been easier to do that way, but. I, down, um, I just downloaded it on the phone. I just downloaded yeah. it. I could put it on my Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 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 But no. man, it just, I'm just thankful for, oh, do you have a, a link in there, like affiliate in there? I do. Yeah. I've got an affiliate program. Um, it is uh, clipscribe.com slash affiliate dash program. Hmm. So you okay. can sign up. Yeah, I'm assigned for that, and I'm gonna tell everybody else that I've been telling them. Yeah, there's because some yeah. of them they got more time and talking and doing that stuff. I'm like, good. Yeah, definitely sign up for it. it. Oh yeah, but man, yeah. I'm very blessed and thankful, man. I, just one one thing that you just want to say out to the viewers that just positive out, you know, because of everything everything that is going on right now. Everybody's just focused on negativity. Yeah, man. no, you gotta you gotta. You got to focus on positivity. You got to stay positive. You will, uh, I mean, you just you go crazy if you don't. I mean, <laughs> um, from somebody that's been at the very bottom and, and felt like it just clawing your way out, um, there's always a way out of, of whatever you might be facing, whether you're, you know, at the bottom, rock bottom, or you're trying to claw your way up. So, yeah, be find positive people to be around. There we go. But that's it's all just a mindset. You you've yeah. got to shift your thinking to to stay on that positive track. But it's it's worth a million bucks. Oh yeah, it's just like that cartoon. I forgot the name of it. Oh, sing! I think sing. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. When it says when when he says when you're all the way in the bottom, what are we gonna do? Woo! We gotta go all the way up. But he has in that in that moment. And yeah. I, I, I always see the cartoons, any movie, like I pay attention to like the little details, like, hey, I mean, he's right. There's yeah. nowhere more to go down than to get back up. That's right. That's exactly I know right. it's gonna be a damn struggle and stuff, but yep. hey man, are you are you willing to do it or are you willing to stay down on that rock? Yep, yep. And yep. don't and yep. don't blame yep. nobody. You gotta blame yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yep. That's number one. One thing I learned, blame, don't blame nobody. Yep. Blame me. 
Indeed. Well, thank you, man, because I know you got to go too. And um, I got to go, man. But thank you so much for I having know. me on here. Um, you know, check out Clipscribe, everybody. And if you have any questions at all, my email is craigl at clipscribe.com. So just email me directly and I'll be very happy to help you. Uh, Jesus is going to set up his affiliate link. So yeah. get go, go through his affiliate link once he has it set up so he can make a couple bucks. Um, but yeah, I appreciate you very much. Jesus, no problem, thanks for having me on. Definitely have you back and I'll definitely send you another email because I'm doing this project like Netflix. So it's going to be good. So, okay, let's do it. <laughs> All right. Thank you. And Hey, and you enjoy the weekend, man. Cause I know I, I will go out there. You too, man. Play. Have fun in Austin. Hey, you'll see me. If I see Joe Rev, I'll take a picture and email it to you. <laughs> you better email it to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Thank you. God All bless. Right, see ya. <laughs> Woo. I hope you enjoy the push power power show today, Friday, because Craig, Lillard came here. It's not going to be the first time. He told you what the Cliff Scribe, not only Cliff Scribe, how he started the little journey about it to where he's at. He created Cliff Scribe. To me, that's just amazing. That's from every standpoint of every entrepreneur, even the kidpreneurs that they're barely starting. You never know where they're going to get out there, but we're here to help them and we're here to help each other out. Win win leverage each other work collaborate with each other let's make it happen but you guys today is friday you keep on having a blissful weekend and you already know if you didn't see the whole interview today go out there and check it out and geraldine media is running down right here either you're gonna watch it in facebook or youtube you are good you already know on my instagram i'm always putting snippets of it so you can end the link so you can go watch it so i'm very blessed and you enjoyed this phenomenal weekend whatever it is that you're doing keep on pushing from your boy jesus ortiz much love the real jesus ortiz right there love ya peace out